Hello and welcome to this installment of my scientific notebook. I always get so nervous when I do these podcasts. I have no idea why. Anyways, I am your host, Nicole, and in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about organization, motivation, and how to actually study in college. Let's first talk about organization because I feel like that's the most important thing when you get to college. Honestly, college and high school are two completely different ball games when it comes to studying. I did not know how to study in high school. And I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't like the best student. I definitely wasn't a horrible student, but I did not work to my full potential. And it's an adjustment. I never knew what studying was until I came to college and college kind of forced me to figure that stuff out on my own. So hopefully you can take my experience, apply it to yourself, and I can help you out with some things. The number one thing when it comes to being organized is being clean. So always cleaning up. That means throwing away stuff you actually don't need, like material that you don't need. For example, I took a class in sociology that I'm I'm not a sociology major, so I'm never going to use the sociology material again. So I kind of just tossed it. And if you're not sure if you're going to need the material, I suggest keeping it until the end of the next semester. And if you haven't used it by then, you probably won't need it. So I would just suggest tossing it. There's really no need for it to take up any extra space. And it's always a good idea to have an extra designated day to reset yourself, regroup yourself, to go over the material for the following week, or to go over the material that you didn't understand from the week before. And that brings me to my next point is to have a calendar or a planner and always take it day by day. I cannot stress the importance of just taking it day by day. Usually when I plan my week ahead, I get so overwhelmed. So I found that sitting at the end of the day and planning for the day after helps so much more than just sitting on a Sunday and planning from Monday to Friday. So definitely take it slow, take it day by day. I like having both a calendar and a planner. In a calendar, I'm more likely to log exams, to log quizzes, like just bigger events that are happening throughout the month. And in a planner, I really like to literally, as I said before, take it day by day and plan my school day by the hour. So from 8 to 10, I'm traveling. From 10 to 11, I'm doing chemistry. From 10 to 12, I'm doing um, biology. At 12, I eat lunch. At 1, I get back to it for math. And then it's like that until 6. And then from 6 to 8, I'm usually traveling back home. And I like to color code my hours and I also love, love, love to color code my notebooks and my binders and folders. So biology is green, chemistry is blue, calculus is purple. It's amazing and it actually gets me even more motivated. When it comes to asynchronous classes and how I fit those into my schedule, I will usually have a dedicated time in the week where I will work on my asynchronous classes. 
they usually fall somewhere in the morning so i will set it back just a little bit so that way i can actually have time in the morning to wake up get myself together and then get working and when it comes to keeping track of assignments i cannot stress the importance of an excel sheet so the excel sheet is one that i create when i combine all of the syllabi that is given to me and it's basically information of all the various due dates that are due throughout the semester i will have five columns that go in order of status assignment class due date and when and where they're due so the status is like a little check mark box and i get to check off whenever i do the assignment and then the class is what class it's for the due date is clearly the due date and when and where is where it's done on what platform because i know a lot of my professors use like five different platforms and i just get lost in them so this excel sheet is perfect to use to keep track of all the different platforms that my professors are using then i will color code all of the different classes so chemistry is red calculus is orange american government is yellow english is green stuff like that then to actually organize all of the information i will go and manually organize it by the due date i truly cannot express how important it is to have this excel sheet i can link mine in the show notes so you can have a reference and just take inspiration from what i have already but with that being said i know i mentioned both on paper and online ways of organization but you actually really have to pick one because having both is so inconvenient and you will get lost for example i will not use the calendar on my computer instead i will use an on paper physical calendar to keep track of my tests and then i will won't have like an on paper excel sheet i'll usually just use the one online now that you figured out how to actually be organized let's get into how to study for different topics so the first topic that we have are content-based subjects like biology and chemistry those are actually really content heavy so there's a lot that you need to memorize and know the processes of and for these classes, I can't stress flashcards enough. Don't underestimate flashcards. I know that when I was in high school, I was like, oh my god, flashcards are for babies. They're like, I was like, who actually uses flashcards? And now I actually use flashcards. I love flashcards. They are so easy. They're portable. I can use them on the train. I can use them on the bus. I can use them with my friends. I can use them with my dad side note i actually have no friends to really review flashcards with so i'll have my dad test me on my flashcards but that's besides the point and also besides flashcards you can do practice questions and redo practice questions for these type of subjects just doing practice questions is not enough you have to redo the practice questions that you got wrong even redo the practice questions that you got right because you're gonna have to do each question like three times before you get the hang of how to do real questions especially if you have past exams it's so important to even create your own questions based on the questions that you're given so like try to alter the quantity or alter the measure of length anything like that it's going to help you a lot it is actually shown that students are 
really really well at predicting what questions are going to be on the test based on the material that they're learning in class and you can even have a separate notebook for redoing these questions i would just limit myself to two different notebooks you really don't want to have a lot going on for every different class and what i would do is i would listen to the lectures take notes on a separate piece of paper and eventually i would transfer that piece of paper into my content notebook and then ditch those notes for my practice questions and flashcards and it's also so important to split practice and content review throughout the week for that content exposure literally the more times that you merely see the subject the more acquainted you're going to become with it literally build yourself a rapport with the content you're literally going to be best friends now for performance-based subjects like math i would really go over my notes every single day even if it's just a plain skim or glance and you always have to practice 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 and the same thing applies what i said for biology and chemistry you have to redo the practice problems that you got wrong figure out what you did wrong and then redo that practice problem correctly three to four more times and with these subjects like math and um, different applied sciences like physics the fresher, the better. So for example, if you have an exam at two, spend the whole morning before that exam reviewing the content and the practice problems. And these subjects are literally like a sport. You aren't going to run a marathon if you hadn't had any prep. So I would always, always warm up before my lectures, before my tests, um, because you're literally, you're not gonna run a mile if you didn't stretch your quad, right? The fresher it is in your brain, the better you're going to perform. And for liberal arts subjects like English and American government, American government is honestly also really content heavy. So you're gonna have to have flashcards and reviewing it with peers. Just for American government, I really tried to make the whole history a story for myself and that way I could remember it better. I would literally after lectures go and like write a book on what the lecture was about in like a very fictional novel type of way. And for English, it's always a good idea not to plagiarize. <laughs> that That's all for English. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it, for English, I would just suggest to reread past papers that were written and use them as a guide. Never plagiarize, please. Plagiari plagiarizing is like the worst thing that you can do in college um, because academic dishonesty is taken so seriously at my university and I just don't plagiarize. Um, so for example, I was writing a Martin Luther expose and I used the Martin Luther King letter from Birmingham jail letter from Birmingham to letter from oh my god letter from Birmingham jail as a reference I'm so sorry I don't know why that took me so long to say but yeah just use papers as a guide for how you want your paper to turn out please don't plagiarize and now that I've covered the actual ways to study for different topics, I want to cover how to gain motivation. I've always struggled to gain momentum for motivation for college because it always just seemed so daunting. And when things are like hanging over my head, that's like the worst motivation ever. Hopefully I can take my own advice with these motivational skills. The first 
motivational technique is to visualize and visualization is a manifestation technique um but in this case you're literally mentally preparing yourself to enter the space of rigorous homeworks constant lectures and if you're going from like completely chillaxing to into this completely rigorous environment that's not going to be good for your mental health so what visualization do does and what i do is i just sit and imagine myself studying my butt off <laughs> i'm serious i just imagine myself reading and reading and also getting a's on every single exam i also like to imagine myself waking up early in the morning getting on the train you know reviewing some flashcards maybe even reading a book what also helps with motivation are mood boards and i just created a new board for my new semester so i'm kind of amped kind of not Funny enough, actually sitting down and planning for the rest of my semester, as daunting and overwhelming as it may seem, gets me motivated and I'm like, okay, yeah, I got this, I can do this, you know? Like, some some motivational talk for y'all. Give yourself a little pet talk. Is that what it's called? A pet talk? An amp talk? I know there's a word for it, I just, it's not coming to mind. Pep talk. P-E-P talk. I got it now. And planning your week kind of gives you like a little head start. You can even like get a head start in the material and like come into the first day of lecture when the professor's reviewing the syllabi and you're like, wait a wait, wait a minute. I can literally teach the first week of this class. Other than that, you can actually accept the fact that your vacation is going to end. Literally be like, well, what can you what can you do? You know? Like what can you do? And on top of that, you can also falsely tell yourself that you're excited to go to school. I love to do that. I literally love to wake up in the morning and be like, I'm so excited to go to school. Because if you say it enough, you might actually think it's true or it may come true. Who knows? But if all that fails, I love to go to YouTube and just watch other people have their shit together. And then that kind of makes me be like, oh wait, I also need to get my shit together for the semester. So going on YouTube and watching other people have motivation and getting their stuff done also motivates me. Now that you have all this amped up motivation, how do you not lose it? I mentioned this before, but it's so important to have a reset day, to get your nails done, or to play some video games with friends. I used to literally wake up and the only thing that I had planned for the day was to study. So my whole entire life surrounded just waking up and studying and that led to burnout so quick. So by the last week of my semester, I literally did not study for finals. I still did so well. I'm so proud of myself for not studying and doing well. That kind of wasn't the optimal situation. I still kind of wanted to study. So now I have in place a morning routine where I make sure that I move my body, stretch my body. Um, so whether that be through yoga or Pilates, I have something planned for that day other than studying. And I also like to do a quick little activity before I actually sit down to do my work. So whether that be just cleaning my room or prepping some lunch or even just watching a episode of my favorite show, Law & Order, I like to get my day rolling, not just by getting up, brushing my teeth, eating breakfast, and sitting down to work. But when I finally do sit my butt down to do some work, I like to have some songs that motivate me. 
Um, I don't necessarily study to these songs. I actually don't like studying to music. Um, but these are just songs that put me in the right headspace to study. And some songs are Passion by Pink Panther, Sahara, and some classical music from The Nutcracker. Also, it's important to have people that motivate you and have some healthy competition. So I always love to compare myself to other students at my university. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I used to, and I used to be very competitive to the point where it was low-key unhealthy. But it's important to have some healthy competition because otherwise you're just kind of floating in space. And I like to go into an atmosphere where people are motivated just like you. So whether that be studying at a library. And if you're at home, there are a bunch of YouTube videos where you can search up people studying or study with me and um, a bunch of videos come up. I love to study with those. Don't be afraid to dream. Dream about what you want. Dream about the life that you want and you will realize that all of your studying is going towards this life. It kind of ties back into being like getting into a mood board but dreaming for me I love to just like take a break from studying calculus and I'm like, what am I, what am I finding derivatives for? Like, what is this for? And then I think about the life that I want and how I want to live it. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I have to get an A in this class to live the life that I want. I also wanted to talk about failure because I feel like failure is every good student's worst nightmare. But I think some failure is healthy. Always riding on a high horse is not okay. And you need to get knocked into reality. I remember for my third Gen Chem 1 exam, I kind of didn't study and I got an 83 and I was like, wait a minute, why did I get an 83? And then I kind of reflected and I was like, I did not study the week before. Like I, I did not put in the effort that I needed to to get 100 for this exam. And I was like, wait, so this is this is my threshold. Like this is how much I have to put in to get in. 100 and this is how much I put in to get an 83 So don't be discouraged reflection is good reflection is Journaling and writing down your feelings. It's important to know your threshold and how much you can study where you study best with whom you study the best and That way everything falls into place I really hope you don't take yourself too seriously because at the end of the day, you are where you need to be and everything will turn out the way it's supposed to. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I had so much fun writing the outline and coming up with ideas that I used and still use. I really hope you take everything I say with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, you'll figure out how you need to study. And with that, I'll leave you scientific freaks to study on your own or study with some friends. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye!